And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hello, everyone, and welcome Welcome to a brand new episode of My Public Life as an American Nerd. I'm Kevin, and joining me today is Elijah. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? And of course, wouldn't be American Nerd without Christian. What's going on? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome. Yeah, whenever you're listening right now, it's evening for us. Um, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But you know what? The show you must go on. You have a really on. tiring job. I do you have an exhausting job to yeah, carry a backpack around all day, walking up these hills in Seattle and Port Seattle, <laughs> Portland? Not fun sometimes. Vancouver, you know Vancouver. Yeah, it's all a it's all a thing. Anyways, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for checking out the show. As usual, like, share, subscribe. Um, that would be awesome. On today's show, we're going to be talking about a couple movies we watched this past uh, over the past week: uh, Thanksgiving and Wish. And then we're going to be talking about tech. We're going to be talking about some technology that, um, you know, Eli has some that he's seen in his lifetime. But me and Christian. We're the old, we're the old man in the room. Let's face it. We're getting there. Middle age, right? For Isn't sure. It, are we like? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're going to be talking about some of the technological advances that we've seen in our lifetime and where they kind of lead, lead us to today. Like what kind of technology we're used to using today uh, compared to what we grew up with. Um, so yeah, that'll be a fun conversation. Uh, but first... Let's start by talking about a couple movies. Uh, Christian, have, actually, I want to talk about three things real quick, but have you had a chance to watch anything lately or anything? I have not. I, I do think that's kind of indicative of a lot of things because like, I've been meaning to go out and see the Marvels. I just haven't gotten out to see it, and I think a lot of people are in that same boat. And there and drag them to the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. At some point. I mean, I know the good thing about the Marvels is, listen, I've said this before on the show, but like, it's not even like I think it's a little bit over an hour and a half long. I think it might mm-hmm. be an hour and forty minutes. I love that length. Um, it just flies by. It just flies by. You, you know, know I, I'm going to do it this week for sure. You should absolutely. And on top of that, because I know how much you love horror movies, and you're such a big horror movie fan. Huge, <laughs> huge, massive. Um, let's talk a little bit about Eli Roth's latest film, Thanksgiving. Uh, we had it. We watched it on Thanksgiving. Um, And Eli Roth, for those of you who don't know, he's kind of the master of splatter horror, as they call him. He's done, you know, he kind of came onto the scene with Cabin cabin Fever. um, And then it was really hostile that helped him take off in this whole new um, area of horror, um, this whole new level of horror, uh, Hostile, Hostile Part 2. And then he kind of like, you know, he, didn't disappear he did a movie called knock knock with keanu reeves with uh anna diarmas and i can't remember who else it was but it's more of a psychological type thriller um but it lately he's been doing a lot of um he did a the house with the clock in its walls which was a family oh yeah movie which i actually really liked i thought it was really well done i thought it was really good had jack black and uh was that the who else was in that i just remember jack black was in that that was really good um 
so yeah, uh, and he's also directing the new Borderlands movie, which is going to be very interesting. He is, yes, he is helming Borderlands, um, the video game adaptation to live action adaptation of the video game. Um, so yeah, we watched Thanksgiving. Um, so first, uh, Eli, you want to go first? What did you think about Thanksgiving? It was a very good movie. It, it was a very good movie and it had a lot of twists and turns that I felt like were executed really well by Eli Roth. Yeah, no, Eli Roth, he's really good with what he does. And the cool thing about this movie, so this movie started out as a fake trailer. So there was a movie that came out, I think it was 14, 15 years ago called Grindhouse, which was kind of an homage to classic Grindhouse, dirty, disgusting movies from the 60s and 70s. Uh, it had two, uh, contained two films. Had one called uh, Planet Terror, which was directed by Robert Rodriguez, and the other one was directed by Quentin Tarantino, and that one's called Death Proof. Um, they both, you know, they kind of color graded the film later on to make it look like it was really old and 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 uh, had like missing reels and stuff like that. So there'd be like whole scenes. Have you have you watched it, Christian? No, actually. So, so Grindhouse, it's amazing. You got to watch the whole experience. Right. So release both the movies individually and they clean them up and everything like that. But you have to watch Grindhouse as a whole thing. Um, and what they do, this really cool thing where like, uh, specifically in Planet Terror does this thing where like, there's this one scene, they're all like in this, it's getting intense. It's getting crazy. They're in this abandoned restaurant. And then like the reel goes missing or whatever. And then next thing you know, the restaurant's on fire and people are running around like crazy. It's complete chaos. <laughs> And it's so much fun. It's so great. It's so ridiculous. It's, it is. It's insane. It's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. Anyways, this movie Thanksgiving started off as a fake trailer that Eli Roth directed. Uh, there are three or four fake trailers that were in the film. There was um, Nazi or uh, Werewolf Women of the SS, which was directed by Rob Zombie. Um, there was one by Edgar Wright. I can't remember the, the name of the movie, the fake movie that he made. And then there was Machete machete from robert rodriguez and then uh thanksgiving by eli roth machete turned into a movie by robert rodriguez so eli roth has been bouncing around this idea of turning this movie into a feature length film for a long time since that trailer first came out on it within grindhouse um anyways he succeeded uh, this is a very polished version of what the trailer showed because the trailer was in line with the old grindhouse style this is a cleaned up sparkling clean version of that movie uh and it's fun it's really good it's uh it's kind of a throwback to it the thing is is it doesn't do anything to change the will right it doesn't do anything to reinvent the will it keeps everything everything you'd expect is in this movie it's just a good old-fashioned slasher uh there's blood there's guts um, and there's plenty of really bad Thanksgiving puns. Uh, one of my favorite thing is like at the end when they're like, you know, going, it's like, there will be no leftovers. And that's oh like the big, God. like, <laughs> um, it's cheesy. It's super campy, but it's super fun. Um, lots of gratuitous blood and gore, which I love. Um, and yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think Eli Roth still has it. Um yeah, better I can't than most. Better than most. Better than most. Yeah. So it's just a good old fashioned slasher if you enter that stuff with a Thanksgiving theme. So um, I do wonder. We have we joked about this on the way home. You have Halloween, you have Thanksgiving. Like, what other horror movie are they going to make based off of a holiday? I love to see it. I hope they do. I don't know what they would do. Like, 
Christmas Eve or something like I don't know. Like you have mo- horror movies with the themes Fourth of, of Christmas and stuff. Fourth of July. Um, there, well, Flag already, day. Was that? Flag day. There's already a My Bloody Valentine. I don't know if that yeah. counts. But, but does uh, it take place on Valentine's Day? It does. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, if you're in a bloody horror, um, just really fun slashers, definitely go check out Thanksgiving. Um, on the total opposite side of the spectrum, uh, we have Disney's Wish, um, which is Disney's latest um, animated film. Uh, this film is supposed to be, you know, celebrating the 100 years of Disney. It's kind of the whole origin story of the wishing star and how it came to be. And uh, it's a really, really cool premise. Really, really interesting. Um, uh, what's uh, Ariana Dubois, who famously, famously played the bullet in Hamilton, is voicing the ma- main character in this one. She has a beautiful singing voice. She's amazing. Chris Pine plays the villain. He's amazing as well. Um, Eli, why don't you start with this one? What did you think of Wish? It was all right for a Disney movie, and it was definitely all right for a Disney movie, and villain wasn't as good as many of the other Disney villains that we've gotten. Yeah, so that's actually one thing I do want to talk about really quickly. Um, so in more more recent Disney movies, we hadn't have we haven't had like a real villain, right? Like we've mm-hmm. had little villains a lot of the villains come from with, with you know within like you know you you know the whole villain of like you know let's say something like frozen 2 wasn't really a villain it was just her you know also being able to control her powers um tangled you had mother gothel you know she was a villain but i wouldn't call her a full out all out villain per se um you know Big Hero 6 had a villain, which was really that, cool. That was a pretty cool villain. But we haven't had a classic Disney villain in a long Like Scar, time. Maleficent, Scar, Dr. Maleficent, Jafar, any of those guys. Dr. Facilier, yes. Um, and that was this character, Chris Pine's character. Like They brought back the villain, which was really, really cool. I thought that his song was pretty good. People were talking about how a song wasn't great, but I thought it was really well done chris pine has a great singing voice and i hope to hear more that of it. i can agree with um i like his singing voice song. when he did the uh he did the spider-man remember when he did the spider-man christmas thing for the first right. uh, into the spider-verse uh which was fantastic um overall i thought it was a good movie i don't think the songs are other than his song really i don't think it, the songs are anything special they felt very performative and they almost felt very disney channel like it felt like you're watching something on disney channel um which isn't necessarily a knock on it uh i was talking to cassie about it my wife before or after the movie and this really feels like the first modern disney movie right with kind of this whole tiktok generation this whole generation coming up Mm. with these different kinds of songs different kinds of um different you know cadences to the music they like and stuff like that that's what this movie felt like uh it kind of felt like the you know if they're going to go in this direction i'll still be on board but i'm very you know gone or like the classic like disney broadway numbers per se now it's more kind of i guess i hate to use this word because it makes me sound old but more like hip and cool kind of songs no more friend like me yeah no more friend like me uh it's very performative now uh, it feels very uh, not out of place, but some of it 
felt very, very performative. Like they were actually performing a song and like waiting for you to applaud rather than organically and naturally right, letting right. everything flow. Um, so take with that as you will. Otherwise, I thought the animation was good. It was actually really good. Um, the story was solid. I had a good time with it. I laughed a lot. The star was was amazing. The goat, what was the goat's name? Uh, God damn, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, the goat was great. He was funny. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say it's a good time. It's a good family film, especially... You know, if you just want to take your your family out to go watch a movie, uh, go watch this. I think you'll all have a good time. I don't think there's anything in it that parents are going to necessarily be bored with, and I don't think I think kids are going to love it too. So, um, highly recommend Wish and Thanksgiving if you want to have you know take the family out to go see Wish during the day, then have a date night, go watch Thanksgiving. Um, that's perfect. Unless you want to take your kids to go watch Thanksgiving, I didn't say it, but if you want to do that, I'm not going to judge you at all. Hey, you did that. Um, I did do that, but my kids are older though. But we also went to go watch Wish, so whatever. You're 16, you could handle it. Ellie's 12, like she's like 12 going on like 19. So she's fine. Um, the third thing I want to talk about and mention really quick, uh, we're all caught up. We watched the first three episodes of Monarch, a legacy of monsters on Apple TV Plus. Uh really, really cool show. Have you heard of it or have you seen I've it? I've heard about it. I've seen nothing of it. It's good. If you're into the MonsterVerse at all, you know, the, the legendary, you know, Godzilla and King mm-hmm. Kong just continues that path. Um, it's got Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell playing the same character. Just That's what it is. Okay. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's fantastic. It's great. And Wyatt, like, nails. Like, we know what Kurt Russell looks like and sounds like in his younger days. But Wyatt Russell does, he channels his dad 100% and it's crazy it's insane um highly recommend checking that out if you have apple tv plus um i think you're going to love it uh it's got a really great family drama in the center of it but it feeds organically to the the mythos of godzilla and all the other monsters and stuff like that so um highly recommend it i know you you're liking that too I really am. I've seen like all the other legendary movies and this is something that greatly adds to it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, And this weekend is when um, Godzilla minus one comes out, which we're excited to go watch. We're actually going to go watch that. That's of course is its own separate thing from the monster verse from the legendary monster verse, but it looks like a lot of fun. It's getting great reviews so far. It's a hundred percent of rotten tomatoes. Um, yeah, I think the only, I don't know if they're doing dubbed. I think it's only subtitles. Worth it. So, I, I'm going um, regardless. Yeah. It's a Japanese Godzilla movie, like coming to theaters. So, um, people are pretty stoked about that. Uh, supposedly early box office predictions are really good for it. So, uh, playing an IMAX, and in uh, like all the other big screen formats, so um, definitely go check it out. We're gonna do it in our big screen it. format, right? We're like the try. biggest. How close are you guys to an IMAX theater? Too far. Well, the nearest IMAX is about so. The, there is an IMAX theater over here, probably about twenty minutes away, maybe half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like true IMAX. How it's far like, is that one? The true, true. The true. I, that's. Seattle. Oh, damn. Center. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. That's where we watch. We drove up there to watch it, uh, Endgame. Oh, yeah, we did right. drive up there to watch I mean, it. worth it. 
Yeah, it was yeah. totally yeah. worth it. We stayed that we got there one night. Did we stay the night that night? And then we I think so. Yeah, we had uh, some family who were living up there at the time, so we bunked with them for the night, and then went to go watch it the next day. And then drove. So home. cool. That's fun. That's yeah, a fun it was, weekend. I met up with some friends up there, and we all watched it together. And it was crazy because, like, at those theaters, like, there's no reserved seating, so like, you literally had to be there. Like, God. So we got there like two hours early, I think, and waited just to get in and it was kind of it was fun though like i had a blast like it reminded me of the old days of going to watch like there was you could feel the excitement mm -hmm. the people waiting were just like it was just like electric like it was so much fun. i kind of feel like that was the last movie to really do that was in game 100 um because what a, what other i mean barbenheimer that's fun you know that was a big event kind of thing this year. It was absolutely, but like that electricity of the movie itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. As opposed to the event of the release. Oh, certainly, Endgame. Endgame was like the culmination of everything, right? Like mm -hmm. it was insane. Like I can, mm -hmm. I remember people just like, you know, and watching that movie in theater still like one once in a lifetime. Like yeah, yeah. watching it like the we watched it on Saturday and it opened on Friday just like before any spoilers or anything had started to roll out. Like it was just, it was a, uh, you know, there were moments in that movie that I'll never forget. And like just the crowd reaction specifically, like when you're in a room full of people who are just so stoked. I want what to you're seeing like too. that again, because I, I love experiences you. like that. Yeah. I Even know. seeing the footage of it. Cause you know, people had their yeah. phones out and like, yeah. I remember it's so funny too because like at the height of the lockdown, like TikTok was like, "Hey, remember when the when the world would get together and we would celebrate?" Like, and they would show the moment where you know, like Captain America would get the hammer or something, and then, yeah, and then you know, it's only like a year out, and we're like, "Oh man, that was <laughs> awesome." The good old days, yeah, the good old days of society. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so definitely go check out all three of those. Check out Thanksgiving. Uh, check out Wish um, if you're so inclined. And Monarch, Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV Plus. Three episodes out now. It's releasing weekly. So I'm not sure when we're getting the next. I think it's this Wednesday or Thursday, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. But I, I miss weekly releases so much. I'm so happy that this one is doing weekly release. Uh, we also watched some of Scott Pilgrim, um, which totally. Have you watched any of that yet either? No. No, no, I actually started watching something different. Well, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Friday. 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 Yeah, dude, Scott Pilgrim is is certainly it's I want to check it. I I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but it's yeah. like it's it's certainly worth like retreading what they're doing. Like it's totally different experience. It's 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 great. It's so much fun. I keep hearing that. That's cool. Dude, I yeah. Um watching something different, another animated thing on um Netflix, the uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai. I don't know if you guys... I've heard a it's lot of great things about that. Really cool. Like, I kind of caught it on a whim. I now saw I saw no advertising. I just turned on Netflix. I was like, okay. Um, yeah. And then I just binged, like, maybe four episodes in a row. Um, it's cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've heard it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it have, like, it has a... I looked up the voice cast, and it's got some... some oh, I... It sound they sound great. I have no idea who they are, but they're fantastic. Um, so whoever the voice cast is on, on Blue Eyed Samurai, uh, great job. Um, yeah, what a production! Uh, really, really cool, cool story. Um, fun animation. Uh, I forget that it's that kind of like 
3D trying to look 2D. Um, you know what I mean? Like the whole thing that like Arcane yeah. tried to do. Um, not obviously not at the level that like Arcane was doing, but they do really well. Like there are times where like you forget, you're like, oh yeah, it's 3D. Um That's awesome. and it looks really good. No, yeah. it's got some let's see, uh Maya Erskine, Darren Barnett, Brenda Song, George Takai, yeah, Wendell Park, Kenneth Brenna mm-hmm. is insane. Um Carrie Haruyuki Tajawa. Who was original Shang, Shang Tsung? That's how I know him. Oh, cool! Um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I see it. The voice cast. That's that's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I've been meaning to check that out. I've heard a lot about it. Um, so I'm certainly excited. And our our buddy Nickish, he's been talking about it nonstop too. Um, so we're pretty pretty excited to check that out. So I'm happy to hear that you. The look it. of it's really cool. The design is beautiful. I think it's the story that just gets you because, like, the blue eyed samurai were like, you know, this is already like okay, cool. I'm in. I'm in. Because um, you can. There's something that they re- they don't reveal to the end of the first episode, but you know from the beginning, like it just kind of confirms, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, gotcha. all right, awesome. Um, so, have you uh, ever yeah. watched The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise? That is what I love that movie. I Dude, absolutely that love amazing. that. amazing. Yeah. That, I've been wanting to watch it with him because I think he'll like it too. Yeah. Eli, you'd love it really. Yeah. Like, so that movie is the reason why I couldn't watch Pirates of the Caribbean for all, for years. Really? Uh, because I tried watching, I hadn't seen either of the movies and I watched Last Samurai and I was like, fuck, that was awesome. So then I was like, okay, let's do this like Pirates. But I was in Last Samurai mode. So like Pirates, like, oh. Oh, yeah. So I was, it was too silly. For me, after yeah. just coming, I still wanted. I was in, you know, Last Samurai mode, so I, I wasn't able to fully appreciate pirates for years until you know I, I finally was. But well, yeah, the first I, pirates I, still like yes, piece so good masterpiece. And it got yeah. all wings, but yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so definitely check out all that stuff. Um, let us know what you all think about it too, if you have seen it or if you're going to watch it. Um, so Christian, I want to hand this over to you. Let's talk about technology, man. Uh, let's talk about kind of what spurred this and, and let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, so it is um, Thanksgiving time. If you're listening to this, uh, no matter what time you're listening to this, we're recording this. Uh, it's specifically uh, November 27th. So um, which is, you know, Black Friday. Um, a lot of tech stuff is releasing uh, this time of year. Cyber Monday. Today is Cyber Monday. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I recently just a couple days ago, um, took the opportunity to upgrade my phone, uh, which is an interesting thing. I think, you know, in the last, I don't know, 12 years, 10 years, maybe even like the last, like, let's say, like, I'll give it even more, the last 15 years, that's kind of an exciting thing. At least it used to be a a really fun thing, like upgrading your tech like that. Um, But I find that now it's like, I don't, I don't even... A care like you do it out of necessity now right like, oh yeah really 100%. but it's it's like i feel like we've kind of reached this point specifically with like cell phone technology that like we've kind of plateaued and we haven't really like there's there's just always like little incremental additions it's not like this big like whoa like mm-hmm. big movement forward right you know I mean? um and i feel like that's a little bit um like <laughs> i i've gotten way too used to like technology advancing quickly um but that's that's a crazy thing to think about because like when we think about like how much society changed over the last like centuries you know what i mean like that much changed 
And then we had like a big, big shift in the 1800s with the Industrial Revolution, right? right. That changed everything, right? We had a big cultural aliens. Shift. Aliens. Um, we had a big cultural shift, like you know, mid-century in the 1900s. Um, but the big technological shift in the like the end of the last century, you know, into That's now, it's huge, right? And like Kevin and I, you know, we are kind of part of a. Uh, 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 there's like I, I would say like a group of like three generations that like got to live through that big shift, you know, because when we were kids, when we were Eli's age, you know, we were beginning to see it by Eli's yeah. age. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like, oh, man, you have the Internet, <laughs> like going Ooh. to friends houses and like you have the Internet. AOL dial up. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I remember the first time going into a chat room. I remember like the first time seeing the internet and it's like, Oh dude, check out like, Oh, like, Oh, here's a picture of the new Jordans coming out. And it's like, give it like 10 minutes for this picture to like, (laughs) like just slowly load, but it was so exciting, you know? And like to think of like, you know, in the nineties, even in the mid to late nineties, if like you thought about computers, it was kind of a nerdy thing, right? Like 100% computers, you nerd. Um, you know, it wasn't common for every household to have computers mm-hmm. like that just wasn't normal. And I'm not even saying that it's we're at the place now where we have like a far more capable thing in our oh. pocket. Everybody, you know, um, it's like computers are like it's not even I thought I, you know, I think by then we just figured it was going to be everything was going to be computers. But we're like so past it, you know, mm-hmm. like who really needs a full on desktop setup? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've, I want one of those. You want one. But you, you want, want one, one to play. Right. But let's be you fair. To game. Why you want one. Right. You want it for leisure. You want it for gaming. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um, yeah. Unless you're a gamer, right? Like what other reason is there for you to really rock a, a, like a hardcore desktop PC? Like me, I, I rely on technology professionally. Right. And yeah. I'm still on a laptop. I don't need it. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have a decent laptop and I think that's enough for me, but it's like, it's kind of crazy to think like the transition of like, cause I mean, Kevin, I don't know about you, but like I started off this century typing with my index fingers. You know what oh. I mean? Like I was like in 2000, I was still here. <laughs> you know what I mean? hundred um, percent. So like it to, to have to transition, like, like, you know, Eli, you are just born into it, man. Like this, you, you've not known, you know, what life was like without it. Uh, without the technology or the video games or even do you even really know like i know it's gonna be a dumb question but like do you know like like how to use a key a keypad a keypad or a keyboard yeah i know how to use it god well i mean (laughs) like use it but do you know how to properly like home row and stuff like that oh no i i do my own thing I, i do the gamer thing okay yeah, I mean, like, like that's that's all the like. All, there's like a language, right? And it's crazy yeah. because, like, you know, again, like Eli's um, generation goes like on W A S and D. Yeah, get your hands off that. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> hey, I can still use the keyboard functionally, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I Are can you... do it faster than you can. So I've also realized now because I've heard people talk about it, but like not to to veer off, but like. I, I've known that they've stopped teaching like cursive in school. Yeah. Eli, could you write in cursive? Not very well. 
did you learn it though or was it you just yeah i i had to learn it in third grade okay because i i have i have a bunch of students now like college students that never learned um college student god yeah damn. so like that when they watch me write in cursive by the way i have gorgeous writing um oh, i can so, imagine yeah yeah second of all I, I was that's not by choice that was forced on me um but um you know what i mean but like i also wonder like what like eli like what are your how are you at typing are you like super fast or i'm pretty fast you're pretty fast is that just like second nature pretty, pretty much kevin and kevin what about you so I, so just real quick, my history with computers is like, I grew up with computers. Like my dad was always the tech guy, right? Like he, oh, we always had a computer in our house because he was always, he generally built his own computers, even back in the eighties. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Like, That's yeah. Cool. Like he was always messing with technology and like our first like video game systems were because of, like he bought a Nintendo because he said it was for us for Christmas, but that was BS because it was for him Same. for Christmas. Um, but he was always kind of, even today, like I still go to him for, you know, computer issues. Like if I'm ever having computer problems or anything, like it's kind of this weird back and forth because like, I know some stuff he doesn't know, especially with like social media and stuff, but on the competing end of it, like he can solve any problem pretty much like that. Um, so I, so growing up like learning how to type a computer my dad was always like this is the future like you need to be you need to know how to do it um so it was always pressured onto us yeah i remember in middle school i think it was or like no it was like i think it was middle school might have been like ninth or tenth grade where they put your hand on a keyboard on a desktop and they put paper over your hand so you knew how to do the home row right so like you couldn't you couldn't cheat and we were playing computer games like Montezuma's Revenge I don't know if you remember that but it was a a word game that you'd have to type certain letters but you couldn't look at the keyboard or else you'd get you know you'd have to start all over and it was like this whole process um so I I learned pretty quickly like how do you type on a keyboard because even using a calculator like my dad wouldn't let us like not know how to use a calculator you know you put the three fingers and you know where all the buttons are and just smash it real quick yeah um so i'd say i'm pretty good with typing i'm pretty quick with typing and i kind of um just with the way i was raised and stuff like that with my dad i think him a lot of you know, like you said, not everyone had a computer. So I was fortunate enough to have one and to know how to use it by a certain age. And I'm not saying we were, we weren't well off by any means. That's probably why, because he bought a computer and his saltwater aquariums and all that other cool stuff he had. Um, but, um, what? but yeah, um, which got damaged in an earthquake in Southern California, which really sucked. It was like a big 70 to eight. I think it was an 80 gallon saltwater tank. This thing was Damn. beautiful. Seahorses and everything. Anyways. Um, Man, I would have liked to see that. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty good with it. Um I'm you know, pretty quick with it as well. I, I think it's also funny I asked about the typing thing because I think like that's our generation's thing. Like it's our it's yeah. an old world metric of how well you know computers. I'm like, oh well, yeah. how fast do you type? Like kids now, like I'm assuming I'm like, why do you give a shit? Like, <laughs> like I don't think Eli, I'm like, why are we talking about typing speeds? For so long, I'm assuming you're probably wondering that, because um, like, how does that you <laughs> know like deal really like that doesn't equate 
right? It doesn't equate to your like computer skills, but for us, and I think that comes from our generations before us because like typewriters and you yeah, know. and it was also a big part of your resume too, right? Like how many right. words you can type per minute and stuff right. like that it was like you know I can use a ten key calculator. That was something I used to put as a special skill on my resume. Now nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's crazy, cool, bro. I think it's also like thinking about technology. I think what like one of the most interesting things to me, since this is like we are a pop culture podcast, is the influence yeah. of pop culture on and sci-fi on technology, right? Like the influence from decades, right? Like the influence of Star Trek, the influence of like the Matrix, 100%. the influence of like Dick Tracy on like how we interact with our technology. Let me ask you now. a quick question, um, just because I had to look it up just to verify, but what year would you say, it's kind of off subject, but not, uh, what year would you, what year did the iPhone come out? The iPhone came out in 2007. I know this for a fact. Okay, yes. see, I had to look that up. Damn. That seems like, it doesn't seem like that long ago. It's, it's not, like, isn't that crazy? We're like, already at 13, 14, 15, whatever it is. Because like, it's like, even if we like, because we can really just narrow this down to cell phones, right? If we we can just have a whole discussion just about cell phones, right? Because like cell phones were a whole thing before that. Like when was your I first it up on my cell phone, by the way, which is yeah, amazing. But when what when and what was your first cell phone? So mine was the um, oh, just like the the Nokia. It was right. like the regular the brick, IKEA. like the eighty three ten. Yeah, I didn't even uh, we didn't even have text. Like, I, I remember I got the phone. I was so excited to have my first cell phone. For a long time, I was like, I, was, I, I wasn't I was necessarily one of these people, but I was like, what do I need a cell phone for? Like, it didn't click that I needed a cell phone. I was like, I can, I'm going to be home. <laughs> like, what am I, you know, like, I was just so used to like, people will reach me when they can. And if, you know, vice versa, right? I'm going to call my friends. I never dreamt of calling them even if they were out right like if they were if they were out their mom would answer or something and be like no he's not here and then they'd hang up you know but like now you can reach anyone in the world whenever you want so when cell phones first came out or when did they not it makes me sound really old i'm not i'm 43 um but like when they first started to get big i was against it but i got like i got a nokia one it was for free i signed up for a new plan i think it was t-mobile and of course, it's always T-Mobile. It wasn't. It might have been Sprint or something. I don't remember. But they didn't even have text yet. Like the text capability wasn't available on the phone yet yeah. for their service. Um, so that was my very first one. And then I graduated to I think it was like the. Um, oh gosh, I think I went from that to like the Razor or the Razor, whatever it was called. Yeah, Razor. I remember. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What was yours? So my first, it was the same thing. The eighty three ten. It was the brick. Uh, I loved that thing. I remember that Snake game. I played that oh, yeah. obsessively. Um, it was perfect timing. So I was already out of call, out of high school. I was in college by the time I got my first uh, cell phone. Um, but you know, I remember ninety six, ninety seven. Um, Grace Park, I'll say her first and last name. I don't care. Grace, if you're like I'm sure you're not listening. Um, she, you know, she was a rich kid. Uh, she had a cell phone freshman year of high school, 96, 97, which was like crazy. It was the big Zach Morris brick phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the big Motorola brick phone. Uh, the funny thing and the funny ironic thing was she didn't get reception anywhere on the only place she got reception on campus was right next to the payphones. That is which was, so she still had to stand there and use the phone. Um yeah. But yeah, I, I remember it was that. I, and then I, I, I moved on. I, I did a, cute, a couple of things here and there, but I was on BlackBerry. So the the other question is, what what phone did you have when iPhones came out? 
And like, uh, when did you get your first like just a screen, no button cell phone? Yeah, so we were Android. Uh, we had the G twos, I think it was mm-hmm. the G one. I can't remember what it's called, which one it was, but it was the one that had like the. It still had a keyboard, like a tangible keyboard, where you flip the screen up or you push the screen up, and you can type, yeah. and then you can put it back down. It was yeah, touchscreen too. Like it was touchscreen too. I had one of those too. Yeah. 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 It was like an Android, um, and I. And again, this is one of those things that's going to make me sound old, but I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not getting an iPhone. <laughs> like, I don't need an iPhone. Like, it's a cool idea, but I was like, no. Like, me and Cassie both were like, no. Like, we're cool. We're Android people. Like, let's stick with Android. It took us a long time in switching to another company that to get free iPhones, and after that, we were hooked. So, which one was your first iPhone? Oh gosh, I think it might have been. I think it might have been, t- I don't remember which one it was, but it was 2009, 2010. So it was a couple years after the original. Was it glass? It was-, was it the glass one? Yes. This yes. is the four. It was the yes. four. Yes. Yeah, it was the it was four. Same with me. That was my first. It felt bulky. It felt, it felt strange, but like the technology was just way beyond anything I could have yeah. ever imagined it being. Like I remember watching, like even on the G2, we'd watch movies on it because it was such a novel thing, right? It was like, oh my gosh, I could watch a movie on here. Like I could rent a movie for $4.99 and watch this pixelated crappy version of it on my phone. No problem. Um, but yeah, once we got the iPhone, it was all over, all downhill. Yeah. And then I remember, <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I remember when the iPad came out too. The iPad was like, I remember explaining to my dad, like, not explaining to him, but like, cause he, like I say, he's a tech guy, but he didn't, wasn't too deep into it at the time. 2010, I think it was, I was like, no dude, like it's like Star Trek. <laughs> it's like Star Trek on a pad. Like you're going to like, doctors are going to be using this instead of paper, like in the future. Like it was insane. It was like this huge step towards Star Trek essentially is what yeah. it felt like. That's when did they bring up the iPad? Because I remember the announcement of it, and I was like, I thought it was dumb. I was like, it's just a big phone. And, well, yeah. like, and then I can't live without my iPad um, now. Like, I, I, I do say this. I, I, I actually just had this conversation when I was buying my phone. I, I'm really, really, really curious to see like the demographics of like who uses the iPad more because like I would probably put money down that like the the creative artistic community is like one of the big if not oh, the biggest, like iPad users, you know what I mean? Like I, I I say this all the time and you know I'm, I don't get paid for any of this, but like honestly the Procreate alone, that app alone, that $10 app alone is worth the entire purchase of the iPad. If you're an artist, like it's ridiculous. Right? And that's on, kind of, on every level. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea as like the uh desktop, right? Like I feel like, you know, uh, if you want an iPad, you're planning on doing something artistic with it or drawing or something like that. Like right. it's not like a very functional it is functional, but like in your everyday life, you yeah. don't see everybody carrying an iPad. You have the iPhone, but like the same thing as with the desktops, right? Like they want it for gaming and stuff. Now I right. feel like the iPad's the same way for artists because like you I, were saying, yeah, I get more screen space. Yeah. I, it's like, I, it's the same capability of my computer. I can, but I, the difference is I can sit on the couch, you know, it's really versatile. I can bring it anywhere. I can yep. be standing in line at Disneyland and sketch if I want to, you know? Yep. So it's really cool. No. And it's like, it's the same reason why I have a laptop, right? The laptop for me, the, the, um, 
the the MacBook that I have is for my writing. Like that's all I use it for. And right. podcasting, obviously, it's all for like um, artistic stuff. You know, it's not for anything functional anymore. So, so here's this. I think like if we were to go back, let's go back thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any way we could have predicted cell phones. I don't know. Right. Because like we there's I know there's those commercials, those AT&T commercials from the 80s where they were kind of trying to predict like what life was going to be like now. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff they got really close, like video conferencing and every stuff like that. But like the cell phone, like just having this device in our pocket is crazy to me. One of the things that I always think about, like Danny Alardo, one of my best friends growing up, his they had a little pocket antenna TV for camping. And it oh, was yeah. a big box like this with a screen, tiny, tiny. And maybe you got the three main channels, right? And it was in black and white. And I remember sitting in his garage and I remember always asking him like, hey, get that little TV. And then we would just sit in the garage and try to watch Gilgan's <laughs> Island. Um, <laughs> and now we just walk around with this damn thing in our, it's so crazy to me, still crazy to me. It's that. insane. Like, so my question now is, because again, this whole thing started with me, you know, like we've kind of plateaued. Like, what do you think is the next big thing? Oh my gosh. So if you were to ask me that question five years ago, even I would have said smaller, right? Like I felt right. like everything was going to get smaller, more uh, like, you know, like the, I like the, um, the iPod did, right? Like the iPod, like nano and stuff like that. I was like, you know, I felt like they were getting smaller at the time, like each cell phone would be smaller, but now it's like you have these full screen phones that are only getting bigger, right? They're getting more functional. They're getting more convenient to carry. Like you have the ones that fold, right? Mm-hmm. Even with mm-hmm. the, the screens. Um, I, I feel like the glasses are going to be the next thing, right? Like they already experimented with like stuff like Google glass and like all these things. I think like actually having it tangibly, on you at all times where you can sort of access like it cyberpunks uh yeah i was going yeah. right there eli and that's I was exactly that. and that's exactly where i think it's it's headed i i know like they've been making great strides in that department I like i wanted to head there yeah one of my buddies he actually was doing the um the beta beta uh test for the google glass when it was the coming beta. out so he like got to carry got to show it off and it's just insane like how it like read your retinas and how they direct it and like you can actually you kind of look like a crazy person when you were doing it but you can function it you know with your eyes um and i just think i i don't I'm not saying that's going to be like the next leap per se but i do feel like that's where it's going to go eventually i think we're just going to have it more accessible more readily available and even in like contact lenses, right? I think contacts are going to be able to do it. Um, I think, huh? I mean, I don't think they're going to, you know, I don't think it's going to be like they're going to. Oh, it's going to get there eventually. They're going to surgically implant something in your brain, right? That's what I was going to ask. Like, that, that's, I, I don't know. I think it could happen, but. I know a lot of like, especially like crazy fundamentalist Christians are going to be like, oh, it's the mark of the beast and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I am very much on the opposite end of that if this makes my life easier i if i can have a like okay here's eli with my cyberpunk stuff if i could have a a dope ass robot hand i will cut my own arm off (laughs) a robot hand you know what i mean like i'll i'll take all the implants give it to me you know what i mean are you talking one 
like David. I mean, I'll have the mantis arm. I'll have it all. Like, take, give it all to me. Like, I'll have the the crazy poop, poop, poop. I have like eight eyeballs. They're all red. <laughs> like, I'll go full on. Like, I want to look terrifying. I I want to be less than human. Um, I I'm okay with no. That. See, no, I don't think, become a board. I think that kidding. stuff's really really cool. I think that like especially for like medical purposes and like um, right. You know, because we have seen strides in that. You know, even today, we do, we are seeing that happen, right? With people with these cybernetic, um, you know, limbs and stuff like that, are able to control them. You incredible. know, like, it's incredible. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, and that kind of stuff, I'm totally on board for. Like, I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. I'm I'm not against them. Like, you know, um, making our phones easier to access and making entertainment um, more. I guess if they did implant something in your head, it'd be like more immersive, right, and more entertaining. <laughs> um see i i'd want it to be more like cyberpunk where instead of it being like yeah you have like a lot of text like directly implanted into you mm -hmm. but you also have like a lot of tech that you have externally like the bd like the brain yeah. dances yeah. from cyberpunk which are like you need external glasses pretty much to use them i don't i don't know that we're gonna see that in our lifetime where things become where we're gonna see implants right like maybe right. i mean maybe, maybe not you guys i, I think, think eli might right but yeah. like you know for us to see that maybe i think like we're we're still like it's invasive you know what i mean society mm -hmm. now we're not gonna go for that like nobody's no. gonna go for that um wearable stuff that's different you know what i mean like glasses i think so i think what we're we're, we're gonna lean more towards is stuff that doesn't require you to like right. it, it's something that you can still interact with the world that doesn't remove you from the world you know what i mean right. that brings it back all ties it all together i think like so like those those apple glasses are really exciting you know what I mean? oh those because are really like, cool right because like i'm still seeing the world but now i get to have like a video game hud you know what i mean like that's cool like that's super cool. I would love to have like I meet people and then like a little pop up comes up <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, cool, little facts. You know what I mean? Like that's great. I would love that. That um, would be amazing. So I don't know. I think it's 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 exciting. It's an exciting time to live in. Um, for for us, you know what I mean. I think there are, are always things that like will push technology. Like war is always going to push technology. Um, entertainment always pushes technology. Um, surprisingly porn always somehow pushes yeah. technology you know what i yeah. mean uh but uh yeah it's crazy and it's exciting um you know what i mean i think there's a lot of strides with like um energy storage like batteries how that's going to move forward how we move mm -hmm. past like lithium ion is really really exciting memory mm -hmm. storage you know what i mean like mo moving into like solid state more memory uh is really really exciting you know what i mean because like like that's kind of crazy to think about, like how much data like we produce as a, a, as humanity daily by the second. You know what I mean? And like the stuff has to still be physically stored somewhere. Mm -hmm. So like that's another whole dilemma that we're dealing with. Gosh. So I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But like you know, we're solving a lot of problems with technology, but it creates a lot of new stuff that we didn't foresee. So yeah. It's like opening Pandora's box. You may yeah. solve one problem, but in return, you get a whole lot more yeah no 100 um so question for you um well for both of you mm. and then i'll give my answer um what's kind of been like the biggest like can you remember like what the biggest leap in technology has been that you recall that has that kind of blew your mind when it happened like do you remember that leap to turn into something different like for me 
honestly, like, I know it sounds corny, but like looking at like video game technology and how far it's come since like, and that to me is one of the biggest leaps in technology that I've ever seen. Right. Like you look at stuff like the OG Nintendo versus PlayStation five. Right. Like I would have to agree with you. Totally different. um, You know, totally different um, technology, totally different immersion levels of immersion, operating systems, all that stuff. Um, I do think about that a lot. Like I I think about, especially with video games, but like same with like movies. Cause like imagine going back to like, 1986 and showing an audience end game whoa 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 you know what i mean like let's people wouldn't even farther let's go back to like the silent days with like Nostra. well that's what i'm saying like you don't have to go back that far like we had technology in 86 and it's still unfathomable you know what i mean like of course like you can go back to the 1900s like that far back but you can show them anything you know what i mean you can show them. them you can show them i love lucy and they'd still be like oh my god um sound um, yeah, you know what one I mean. Of my favorite, one of my favorite stories, not my favorite, because it kind of comes is birthed out of a tragedy. <clears throat> but do you know who the West Memphis Three are? Can uh, elaborate. As a no, uh, so this whole thing kind of happened in 1993, 1994, um, or no, it, it took place. The the incident took place in 1993. They were put on trial and thrown in jail for 20 years in 1994. Uh, so basically, these three boys, um, Damian Eccles, um, Jesse Mc, Miss Kelly, and Jason Baldwin, they were accused. They were teenagers. They were like 16, 17. They were accused of the murder of other little boys like these boys were like six or seven years old anyways because they were goth and they were different anything anyways um that's like a whole other podcast i could do about anyways uh they were sentenced to 20 years to life um damian eccles who's kind of the motor um i guess he's the more famous there there was this big push to get them out because there was so much evidence saying that they didn't do it that even peter jackson made a documentary to get them freed and that's the documentary that got them free the documentary is called west of memphis it's and probably one of my favorite documentaries in the past like 20 years it's insanely good um anyways uh damien got out of jail um you know after 20 years of being in there since 94 2004 2014 he talks about uh watching finding nemo for the first time when he got out of jail and like just the leap of technology from 94 to where he was like he said that his brain couldn't even compute it's what? like Plato's cave. It's like unfathomable. Like and you that, don't even... that story for some reason really stuck with me. Like, yeah. how, you know, the whole story is tragic, but like how, like how much of an impact that can have on you, you know, how jarring that can be, how far technology has come um, to, you know, have that effect on somebody, right. They haven't seen this thing in 20 years and they come out, they were a teenager when they went in, come out as an adult and they see this, this whole new world of technology the and then finding nemo new world. yeah but finding nemo was the one for him and that's just insane to me to think about like just imagine that and that's how far we've gone with technology like your brain if we weren't experiencing it on a daily basis on a yearly basis on a you know our brains wouldn't be able to compute right like you said showing it to someone in like going back to the eighties and showing them Avengers Endgame or finding Nemo or like whatever the case may be, their minds would be like blown. What is what just what is one movie you would show them? If you could go back to 19, let's say you go back to 1971. I don't know why that day, but why not? You could show them 
any movie to show them like, hey, this is where we're at now. What movie would you be? It doesn't have to be a modern. It could be anything that you think kind of encapsulates technology. And I'd say probably Endgame. Um, Endgame? Endgame, maybe even an Avatar movie. You know, people like, can you imagine showing people Avatar? But like, it's unfathomable because you're like, I don't, you don't understand CG. So it's just like, how did you get these people to look like this? You know right. what I mean? It's like, what kind of, what kind of costuming could I they possibly be player. wearing? Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Would yeah, be, be, yeah, the, um, yeah. But I have two answers to that. One just to mess with people and one like legit. Um, I would take back the Matrix and be like, this is where we're at now, guys. This is a documentary. Let's not mess this up. Um, the other one, the other one would probably be something like Endgame or something like that. Absolutely. Like, gosh, can you imagine taking back those characters and being like, this is what we do with the Avengers? This is you haven't heard of Captain America, you will. You will. Yeah, I know. And then my first question would be like, oh, if this is what you did with the Avengers, what did you guys do with the X-Men? Uh, oh. And then I would be greatly disappointed. <laughs> um, I do think because you kind of brought up video games, Kumel Nanjiani uh talked about mm -hmm. this in his stand-up that how like video games is in entertainment at least is like the one place where we see the most benefits in technological advancement. Absolutely. Because like with movies, it only adds to like what we can do, but it doesn't really change storytelling. We we know this because movies from the seventies are still incredible. You know right. what I mean? Like those, a good story is always going to be a good story, but like video games is its own like form of storytelling, like this interactive form of storytelling that you can't get in any other way. You know what I mean? Unless it's like a, a what a murder mystery dinner theater where you yeah. get to make some choices, but even then, you know what I mean? Like the 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 actual act of inter interactive storytelling, letting the viewer be part of the storytelling, make decisions and affect the story, like that's incredible. You know, that's and like it. making it more realistic and yeah. more immersive. That's great. I never thought about that. Right. That's, like, that's the the one place I think where yeah, we we really really get to reap the benefits of everything, you know, and like experience things that no other generation has gotten to see and like again this is why we are gonna why our generation is like changing everything because like think about like your parents right what are your parents what are our grandparents like opinions of video games you know oh, compared to ours yeah you know we're gonna be the people that in our 70s and 80s playing video games you yeah know what no. I mean? my uh again you know i bring up my dad a lot but he's technology advanced but like when he asks you know what video game system to got to buy he's like if i get a ps5 can i play the new mario on it <laughs> i'm like let's uh let's back up a little bit right um right. but it's kind of well, got that me. no i, I, I know yeah no i know um but no like that that's insane like that's so crazy to think about and uh, this whole podcast is blowing my mind whole episode is <laughs> my mind and even even something like this right like having the technology to be able to talk to somebody who's how many thousands of miles away you know and like do this podcast like with like no lag no nothing like it's insane that Eli, this is the idea of this communication exactly what, what kevin's talking about is crazy because like you don't know and i think even a lot of people from our generation forgot like do you remember the 1-800-COLLECT commercials that we used to be Gosh. inundated with? Like, how hard it was to just communicate. Like, you know, I think you, you probably have it, too. Like, I have a lot of family in other countries, 
you yeah. know, and like my parents and my grandparents wanting to contact them, we, they would have to buy collect cards, you know, mm-hmm. go to the store, you know what I mean? Like we have to figure out how to communicate long, long distances, even like other cities like you. Oh, like it's not in my area code. Like I got it. I'm <laughs> getting charged for this. You know what I mean? And now that we're doing this for free, yeah. we can see each other like and it's not super laggy. Like this is incredible. I like, remember early Star Trek shit. Early cell phones, you couldn't like call or text. Like nine o'clock was like the the moment you can. There's like free calling and texting past yeah. like nine. Is insane. Like if you didn't want to like an insane cell boat, you only talk to your friends after like nine or ten yeah. because that's the only way to do it. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Payphones are a thing of the past. We can have podcasts. We can play video games. Really, really good immersive video games um vr is on its way up to right? like ar vr area um i was looking at the um the newer oculus the other day on black friday the actually. meta quest the meta quest i think it was the meta quest i was like ah, do i need one yes i know i know i do i know i do because um, you can see your surroundings but like off to the side you can have like a youtube video again, playing or like something that you like Playing. If you would have told me this uh, that in like '92, when I'm sitting there watching Terminator 2, hoping that the machines don't rise up, and you're telling me that there's a machine I can put on my head and be anywhere I want, do whatever I want, I'm not going to believe you. I'm probably going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Run I've away. seen Total Recall. I've seen Total Recall. Okay. Like, I don't, <laughs> I've I don't... seen the first Terminator. You've seen Terminator 2. I don't remember it. With <gasps> 1000. Liquid metal? Oh yeah. Yeah, you remember. That's the best actually, one, man. You actually haven't watched the first one. Oh, so then I'm remembering T2. I've been lying. I remember T2. I've been lying to you your whole life. <laughs> there is a first one. I'm gonna murder you. Well, but the genres actually I think you I think you're you're I think you're ready for the first one. Like the what first mean, yeah. I mean ready because it's a totally different movie. It's, it's like a different you're it's you're more like noir, like cat and mouse, like they're in a mall and it's very it's very dramatic in a way. There's not a lot of action, not a lot of like, yeah. it's more like a um, James Cameron was talking about how he took inspiration from um, Halloween for it. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Myers, basically like his prey. Yeah. yeah. And it's good though. It's excellent. Um, but we will watch that. We will watch that one. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that was a really fun conversation, Christian. Thank you so yeah, much. Oh, that's fun. That idea. Um, there's so, still so much more we can build on that. Um, maybe we'll talk about it more in future episodes because there's a lot in technology. And even, again, I'm building this Lego space shuttle, right? Like how far that kind of stuff has come in our time. And like, this, oh, they're sending freaking satellites. I was just thinking about this the other day. Isn't it so, like, this is kind of off subject, but not... It's so bizarre to me that we have a space station in space and it's not science fiction. Yeah. There's like a floating thing there that astronauts go to and cosmonauts and they just go there and hang out and chill and do their thing. And it's not sci-fi. It's like in our skies right now. Like I was just hearing about it. I think like the original record for the most people that we had in space at one time was like 13 people. Uh, it, we had like seven Americans and then like six um, Russians up on separate missions, but all at the space station at the same time. Crazy. And it was just like crazy. And then it was like, I think it was broken because then there was like China, Russia and us all at the same time. Right. 
or something. And that's just like so cool to think of like people in space and like just like and that's up there. Like everyone's chill. Everyone's probably hanging out. Like you know who cares yeah. what you're doing. Like we're all up in space. Like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. Like when Lance Bass went up. Like yo, if I had the money, I would have been right there with him, oh, man. Like I get it. The first second I get, I'm going into space. I totally get it. As man. long as I come back. Yeah. It's either that or I'll go in like a, a little or the ocean. Maybe I'll go in like a, a homemade submersible. Is Dude. it too soon? That's too soon. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have made that joke. We just need to get connected with James Cameron. Yeah. He'll hook us up, man. That guy yeah. knows what he's doing. Um, God, James Cameron. I love that guy. Not a big fan of the Avatar movies, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, hold up. Hold, hold, hold up. What do you mean? We can't just get past that. Not a big fan of the Avatar movie. I'm waiting for the the 4Ks to come out of all of his old movies. That's uh, that's finally coming out. Titanic, Titanic, T2, The Abyss, um, The Abyss, True Lies, True Lies, True Lies. Come on, man. I love, speaking of Arnold, real fast. What are you, what are your thoughts on Last Action Hero? You know, it's been a long time. Since I've seen it, so I can't really pass judgment. I remember really wanting to like it as a kid, and even as a kid, was like, "Oh, it's not as," because it came out after Terminator Two. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Like, I, I I've been having this this inner monologue. I've been hearing other people talk about it too, and it's really made me think about it. Um, I really do think like if it was released today, that kind of movie, it would make bank, right? Like I feel like it was right. way. I feel like it just came out way ahead of its time, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a classic or anything, but I feel like a movie like that needs to come out today because we have more to build on and more thirst yeah. kind of thing. I just feel like it was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was uh, It was kind of cool. And it was actually not like, you know, there was so many action movies coming out. So a deconstruction of the genre yeah. was like, Fantastic. you know, it's weird that it didn't do well. People but... aren't ready for that. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for checking out the show. Let us know your thoughts on anything we talked about. Let us know your thoughts on technology i love to hear um from different people from different age groups about you know what kind of technology you guys remember what was your first cell phone what leaps um and bounds have you seen in your lifetime that that made your jaw drop and that you were pretty amazed by um let us know in the comments um and don't forget to like and subscribe again uh wherever you're listening to this it really really helps us out a lot also sharing helps us out a lot uh christian where can they find you on the social media Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Christian Nicorda, let's draw. Come find me. Yeah, go draw. Go check out some of his drawings. It's amazing. Um, you can find me, Kevin Hoskinson, or Kevin underscore Hoskinson on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, wherever else you want to find me. Pinterest, I think. I think I'm on Pinterest. Yeah, you're on Pinterest. Yeah, I haven't used it in a long time, but don't judge me, okay? That was a long time ago, and I started... A I, lot of cosplay. A lot of cosplay. A lot of really cool cosplay that I really... Enjoy, I'm not complaining, so. though. It is really good cosplay. Yeah, it is good cosplay. It's great cosplay. Um, and Eli is 16, so you don't get to find him anywhere. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for checking out the show, and as usual, stay nerdy, America. Bye-bye. <laughs>